Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of All Access Pass. This is your girl Kelly Mo, and I'm here with the one and only DJ Bethy. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> We're here today to introduce you to Colorado's hidden gem. She's about to take the world by storm. She's a vocalist, a songwriter, producer, a violinist, self-taught pianist, acoustic guitar strummer, and a poet. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> listeners of all kinds, I give you Jazz Robertson. Hello, that is quite the intro. Thank you. <laughs> I wanted to touch on a little bit of everything. So take a moment. Tell us a little bit about yourself. How'd you find this passion in music? Yeah, well, I am um, Colorado born and this is a, a great, there is such an eclectic music scene here. Mm-hmm. And so I think just being raised here, I was exposed to a lot and, and my parents too, they were huge, just mu- music nerds. And so like, I was trying to sing before I could even talk, like humming along to the radio, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. so I think the love of music was always there and it kind of just progressively grew as I started playing instruments and writing poetry. It was just a natural progression it felt like going into songwriting and production right on right on um yeah. beth um beth has a little tidbit there about one of your instruments speaking of yes i have always been amazed by people who can play the violin oh yeah <laughs> and i always said that if i ever could learn an instrument i would want it to be either the violin or the fiddle because i love watching people play those two instruments and i just think it's yeah i think it's amazing like it i i, I watch you and i just like entranced uh, i just can't imagine that must be just so cool <laughs> It's, it, it really is. I was so, so I picked up the violin in the fifth grade and it was, I don't, I don't know if they had that in, in your school where it was the music day when you finally got to pick an instrument and we went and, you know, we went through all the band instruments and I was so drawn to orchestra. I was very, very torn between the violin and the cello. And I don't know if you can tell from camera, but I am five foot nothing and a hundred pounds <laughs> as an adult. And so I am here <laughs> Looking at violin, cello, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get squished if I try and pick up mm-hmm. cello. So I went violin and have no regrets. It, it's so much fun. So much fun. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> what kind of influences do you have? Like uh, any specific artists or anything like that influenced you to get started in the music or what gave you the most influence over time? Yeah, well, I was definitely raised on rock and roll for sure. Um, yeah. so a lot of Aerosmith, Pink Floyd, you know, those those kind of bands as, as a kid. And then as I got older, I was huge into the emo and pop punk scene. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's really where I found my home. So the My Chemical Romance and Fall Out Boy, uh, those groups were my heroes <laughs> for mm-hmm. sure so I feel like I, I stemmed from there a lot um and mostly it's it's kind of funny because I feel like my sound as an artist doesn't really reflect a lot of that mm-hmm. um at least so far but um I, I think I pulled most from the community and the mood because that, that that genre I think as a whole is just very vulnerable it's very real like let's talk about the things we're going through that nobody really wants to talk about but everybody wishes they could kind of thing mm-hmm. and so I think growing up and really being involved in that scene was a huge foundation for me and in my writing style today and just wanting to talk about like what what have I gone through and just be real about it so those are a huge piece of me for sure 
And that's got to be a huge vulnerability too when you're writing about stuff like that because a lot of people don't, you know, they're they're they kind of shy away from writing about deep feelings and you know how things affect yeah. you and stuff like yeah. that. Oh, for sure. It wasn't actually until um, a couple years ago when I wrote Collide, my debut single where I sat down and I had been going through a lot of therapy and just processing um, an, an old relationship that I never actually did. And that was the first time I gave myself permission that, you know what, I'm going to sit down and I'm just going to tell it like it is because nobody's going to hear this ever. Go figure. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's going to hear it. So I'm just going to say what I need to say and get it out. And, um, yeah, it was definitely really scary when I decided to start putting some of this out. But what has been so cool is what I, I hoped would happen, like w- with me connecting to the to the emo pop punk scene, is it's been amazing how many people have come to me privately and shared mm-hmm. how they were affected by something they heard in various aspects. But I find that a lot of us are going through very similar things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we're... it's. A, kind of as a society, we're shamed into not saying anything. Mm -hmm. You think that you're crazy because you're the only one going through it when really not so much. (laughs) It's definitely true. So I think that the side, not side effect, but just kind of the um, serendipity, that's the word I'm looking for, of connecting with people like that is what makes it worth it. Just like be bold and just say it. We'll see what happens. It's going to be therapeutic, therapeutic for you and for the people you're connecting with too. Yeah. That's what I hope. <laughs> it makes me think of um, Taylor Swift. Uh, I don't know if you listen to her, but oh, yes. she always has a great story to tell. And mm-hmm. it's like oh, anybody she dates, yeah. she's like, all right, well, there's going to be an album soon. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but she's great because she puts it out there and it's that vulnerability. And um, like you said, and it's serendipitous whenever you see it come to fold and come back to you and be like hey I'm so glad you did that because here's what it did for me and hearing you speak those words or sing those words and put it out there and that vulnerability has allowed me to accept it in myself and realize that it's okay and um, there's this song that I'm hooked on right now I think it's by Marshmallow and it's it's okay to not be okay and every time that I'm like yes yes and I'm just like listen I'm like this it's okay to not be okay because Mm -hmm. people don't want to accept it and it's it's hard but therapy is important and, and even just finding a way to vent and get it out there is amazing and if it's through music it's only going to help somebody else because it's going to spread like wildfire yep exactly yeah and, and that's exactly how I feel when I sit down to write I, I I'm trying to develop myself as a songwriter I'm pushing myself to to more storytell about things but I've mm-hmm. found for me personally I end up lacking a lot of spark in what I create but if I'm able to pull from from some of the things that I've experienced and have actually gone through it, it has more of the life in it for sure, but it's also, mm-hmm. it's, you, you hit it right on the head. It's so therapeutic, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. able to, to get that out. And I think for me, even more so than just trying to journal, there's just something about music. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, even if you were journaling, you could write out like how your feelings are and then later be able to manipulate those into um, poetry slash lyrics and then develop mm-hmm. into a melody. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, it's true. I mean, that's how I started with poetry. Poetry is just basically less structured songwriting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's a good way to put it. It's a very good way to put it. Um, <laughs> I feel like anything that I try to do is is that right now. It's like you're trying, 
you're almost there and I'm like well whatever poetry's poetry <laughs> but you know what I feel like about music is it doesn't matter what you do it's like a coloring book it, you choose to color in the lines or not but it's more fun when you don't and when you push the boundaries because no matter what you do it's not going to be for everybody but it's going to be for somebody yeah so true. as long as you just do it whether you color in the lines or not it doesn't matter if it's syncopated or if it's in the pocket do what you want yeah <laughs> Yes. yes, that's my favorite part of being independent as an artist is mm-hmm. having that full creative control. I, I love my producer, the, the main one I've worked with, and he and I, I'd say 90% of the time are really right on the same wavelength, no pun intended, but that 10% is so nice when we disagree for me to either say, okay, I think you're right, or mm-hmm. no, I'm coloring outside the lines on this one, and yep. we're going to do it my way. It's- there you go. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And he's got to say, okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. Oh, um, that's fun. That's fun. Now you, you actually have a, your own recording studio or, or in your own home, right? Like a little, little studio. Did I read yeah. that correctly somewhere? Yeah. Yep. But you still it. use a producer like for your engineer or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So I produce all of my, um, all my demos. And so I, I do all of the, the, the song writing itself and then putting together the drum loops and the strings and all of that. I still do that at home, but then I will take it into the studio and basically say, here's, here's the basic cake that I have now. How do we bulk it up and make it into the best cake that has ever come into existence? <laughs> And just have them help me with those. That I I don't know why that's the analogy coming to mind, but cake's good. This cake is is great. (laughs) That's really great. (laughs) I mean, you said cake with music miles. Mm -hmm. It's musical cake. It's that's exactly what we're here for. Musical cake. It's true. It's. uh, I mean, I am certainly not so prideful as to think that I just know everything about music. I want to work with people who know way more than I do and who have had way more success than me and and so yeah it's it's great having my demo and so they have a direction but then being able to sit one-on-one and and fine-tune it and and add to it it's Mm -hmm. it's a blessing being able to to do both so speaking of um working with other people and things like (laughs) that do you have um like a dream collaboration like who is an artist that's out there already that you just like I would love to be able to sit down and write a song with them or produce something with them yes so this has kind of been an evolving answer for me um I think as of late I have really been obsessed with gosh the both of them um Julia Michaels and I'm pretty sure they're dating JP Sachs both Mm. of them are Oh my gosh, I am obsessed with their songwriting, how conversational it is, how real it is. Um, JP Sachs has some songs that just, he captures reality in the most amazing ways. Again, at that moment of the, that's exactly what that's like. Like I've been through that. I know exactly how that feels. Yeah, I would love to be able to sit down with either one of them and write a song together. I like that. Yeah. So I have to ask, um, <laughs> because you're in Colorado, um, have you ever been to Red Rocks? Oh my goodness. All the time. Yes. Oh, jealous. We're just jealous <laughs> over here. I know. We really do. We take it for granted because it's it's just in it's our back. right there. Yeah. yeah. So I've, 
I've been to a lot of concerts there um, and they do some, some cool non-music events like um, yoga on the rocks where everybody goes and does sunrise yoga or um, movie on the rocks. They'll pick these mm-hmm. classic cult movies and put this giant screen out on the stage and everybody goes and, and awesome. huddles up in the freezing cold and watches oh, these old movies. Of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. It's I, I've, I really, really hope that's on my, that's on my bucket list. And I, I really, I've heard the acoustics there are out of this world and like, you'll, that's just, it's unlike any place you'll ever hear music ever. So I've got to go. You have to, it's so worth it. It's so cool. I've been out to Denver before and I was in Parker, but I have never, and I lived in Michigan for a while, but I have never seen as many deer as I saw (laughs) in Denver and Parker. Yes. It's so funny you say that. I grew up in Parker. So yeah. Gorgeous. I know it's a great place to grow up. There's not a lot to do out there except trying to hit all of the deer that are absolutely (laughs) or go to Kohl's, the movie theater. Yeah, Kohl's because Kohl's is like the big thing, right? Well, I don't think that Parker's super huge, but like there was a little strip mall and there was a Burger King, but I know the Kohl's was there. And we went to Kohl's like three times in a week. I'm like, really? (laughs) But I saw so many deer. Oh, Oh, that's funny. I'm right. I'm curious if in the Red Rocks, like if there was ever any deer that came in there, or did they probably stay away whenever the the music's going and everything? Probably. think i've seen any wildlife during any events um imagine if they crash the stage that would be wild oh my (laughs) ironically it would be wildlife being wild yeah there you go (laughs) oh my gosh yeah well it's something yeah even when there aren't events going on there's a lot of hikers and bikers and it's it's a very very active place and so I'll, I'll, I've definitely seen some some deer and um like little foxes and things like that outside during the daytime but I have not yet seen anybody try and join the party at night so <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know that, that ever happens <laughs> yeah <sighs> <sighs> So I have a question since you, um, you said that you were drawn to orchestra when you were a kid. Um, have you ever thought about, uh, composing music like that that's meant for an orchestra? So, so like not, what what do you mean? Like just orchestrated? Yeah. Yeah. Like if, so if you were doing like, you have to do it for a section, like a sectional of, of horns and your brass and your percussion and stuff like that. Have you ever from that side of it, just the music. Have you ever thought of something like that? Huh. I have not actually. That is a new idea. That would be a stretch for sure. Cause I, I think being it would definitely be challenging. Uh, yes. <laughs> like being in orchestra for so long, I think I, I have an ear of how to pull together the strings. Mm-hmm. But pulling together, like you said, the horns and like, the mm-hmm. whole Oh my goodness. Yeah. That would kind of be a challenge. challenge actually. Yeah. I mean, I, cause I'm, I'm sure it takes a good ear. Cause I know when you, when you're in, in chorus and you sing, you have to learn how to be able to hear other people and yeah. yourself so that you know the sound together. And I imagine that the same is probably, it's probably the same for an orchestra where you, you hear your section, but you also have to be able to, to tune yeah. with everybody around you too. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I never thought about it might be a fun challenge yeah that's i feel I like you're, i just kind of <laughs> that's a good one Sorry. i don't think that was I a random you... like thing that popped in my head so like 
You know, what's funny is I think I have, I'm such a wordy person. Like my, my producer jokes with me because the word count on some of my songs is just ridiculous. I'm like, I don't know. I just have so much to say. I just yeah. have a lot of feelings. And so like, I think the challenge for me more than anything would be communicating without lyrics. I think that mm-hmm. would be the biggest piece for me, even over oh. the competition piece. Yeah. But imagine the stories you could tell that could be interpreted to somebody. I'm thinking of Fantasia right now. Oh I loved God. Fantasia. And it's like it told so many stories. Think of Mickey with the buckets and the brooms and it goes so mad and angry and then it comes back down. And mm-hmm. yeah. there's so many stories that you could tell without the words if you just put the emotions to. And that's why music is so incredible. Yeah. Like with it- or without words, like... It, it makes you feel. And that's why I never want to live without music ever. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> ever. It's, ever. it's horrible. Yeah. You know, I actually, I heard it put recently that, um, I mean, specifically for acoustic versions, but if you can't strip back everything from a fully produced song and still have a really strong, powerful song, then you need to readdress the foundation of it. And so I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of cool. just thinking about, you shouldn't have to rely on all of the bells and whistles to make it a good song that you can pull it back and just the music itself is going to make you feel then mm-hmm. you know that's something really good yeah that's a good statement my brain is going to so many different gears right now and thinking of so many different things <laughs> i'm like oh it's okay kelly <laughs> okay so i'm gonna say it jazz and i took um the uh the charlie pooth production songwriting class together but after that class ended in the program the daw that i had um i had ableton live and sweet like the freaking over a thousand dollar priced package for a trial that ended and i brought myself (laughs) down to four tracks only in my daw and jazz and i had a conversation yeah it's horrible but jazz and i had a conversation and i'm like it's okay because magic has been made with less and we're like whatever it'll work (laughs) but what you just said made me think about that like if you can't strip it away and still have something that's good and strong then what's the point anyway you don't need all the bells and whistles and i'm like i can do this with four tracks well i think i get eight but still that's not a lot (laughs) it's it's not a lie yeah i think it depends on what you're trying to put together because i mean if you're trying to write a drum loop and everything uh four is not at it but (laughs) you're gonna do something acoustic that could that could be really cool oh wow Okay, so now that we talked about, obviously, I just said that about like uh, a doll and things like that. Like, what is your creative process process like when you sit down and you know you want to write something? You've clearly already said that you dig into like your feelings and things that you went through. But where does this take you? Like, what's the process for you? Does it start singing in the shower? Does it start journaling? Where? How does this happen for you? Yeah, I I think usually, I mean, the emotion typically has to come first for me. So sometimes I have an actual inspiration and it usually starts with the chords um a lot of times what ends up happening is I will be listening to you know my one of my Spotify playlists or something like that and I'll hear a song whether it's new or it's one that I've heard a million times over that for some reason in that moment just hits me in in a special way I will go and just google what is the chord progression on this song just use the chord progression and then build a track off of that because once i have the chords down then the melodies kind of start flowing and it makes me laugh that you said singing in the shower because genuinely the shower is my get unstuck creative place i don't know why but if i am stuck on a line or a melody i just have to stop and go take an hour-long shower and i keep my phone right there on the top 
because all of these melodies and I have to like, oh, that's it. That's the lyric. That's the line. <laughs> that, that is a creative space for me. <laughs> work it out in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> Plus it's an acoustic room. So if you have to sing or hum anything out, you've got like the great acoustics. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's, that's awesome. true. You know, I didn't even think about that. My husband, he sits out here while I shower and is probably like, what is she doing? (laughs) I'm sure he's figured it out by now. (laughs) I'm writing music, honey. Leave me alone. I'm working it out in the shower. I gotta go take a shower. Yeah, exactly. Well, and sometimes when, you know, when you're feeling out um, something we went through with the class, um, you're feeling out a vocal melody. It just kind of comes out as gibberish initially Mm -hmm. as you're feeling out the rhythm. So I can just Mm -hmm. picture him living room listening to me like it was actually one of your songs and I don't want to say too much of it in case you rewrite it later on one day which I really think you should because it was great um but at the beginning you did a lot of la da's and stuff like that and I was like oh because I'm brand new to this that's my first class and I'm like oh I was like okay I'm like so I don't have to have the words and then when we're hearing the 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 teacher uh hot for teacher professor charlie there (laughs) (laughs) whenever he was talking about things and you hear him he'll say random words and talk about his process and just recording them into his phone and just like something 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 gonna sound like this i'm like how do people i'm like oh so that's actually (laughs) normal I'm like okay because I don't know the words sometimes either but like I know what it sounds like and I'm like la da 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 or something like that it was crazy and then when I heard you actually do it in your song um it was pretty cool I I felt I felt seen (laughs) (laughs) so it was really cool to see that and 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 I get it now like you're talking about in the shower your your husband's like what is she doing you're working it out Mm -hmm. working it out just working it out. Yeah. You just kind of feel it out sometimes. And I, that's why I usually start with the chord progression because once I have something down the melodies, I can kind of start forming them in my head, whether it's, you know, the strings or the vocal melody, whatever it is, it's usually where it starts. And then I do actually, um, kind of like Charlie does, I have a, a uh, the voice memos on my phone and I, I don't even know how many random melodies, lyric lines, things like that, that I have in there. And every once in a while, if I need inspiration, I'll dig into some of them. And it's the funniest thing to me, because sometimes I, I come up with things. I'm like, this is, this is kind of good. Why haven't I used this? And sometimes I will go through things I'm like, why did I even save this? This is, this is terrible. <laughs> what? I, what did yep. I, this? <laughs> I have yep. different ones in here from writing them. There's one called rap scratch vocals idea um I have the big dub sparse 101 when I was trying to keep it out of 101 beats and mm -mm, tons of stuff (laughs) in the class I'm doing now we had to take sound effects from things in uh, our house um and so I'm like what do I do and as I'm listening to these different sounds it's amazing how you don't think about the running water but when I recorded it on my phone like I moved my phone up and down the stream and it has a different pitch at each part of the stream and I was like listening back to it was like this would be like great lo-fi like to like ride over something to make it like a lo-fi vibe or even it sounds like a babbling brook and if I mix them all together oh music is so amazing and it doesn't even have to be an instrument Mm -hmm. it could be the door closing of the refrigerator yeah it's yeah it's anything it's really it's pretty crazy yeah whether it's like you said just sounds around 
the house or in nature or just random nonsense sounds you can like make with your own voice. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Look what yep. Paul McCartney did with na 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 na. I mean, look at Hey Jude. <laughs> he na na forever and everyone loved it. And Brown it was just a na na. I mean, when you got it, you got it, right? That's right. I mean, you know, sometimes it's a na-na. That's all you need. <laughs> I mean, it's a great placeholder for words, too, in a song. I wonder if that's what he was doing and didn't know what the words were. And he's like, yeah, those are the words. Mm-hmm. Probably. I never even thought about that. Look at, look at huh. me go. Mm-hmm. Maybe. That makes me want to do some research. you'll research your beetles until your fingers fall off (laughs) i will googling beth is our resident um beetles lover they're great she's made me appreciate them a lot more so it's awesome that you come on the screen and you've got the beetles back yes so that's great yes i like to say that paul mccartney is my justin bieber i will scream and pull my hair out for him any day of the week Mm -hmm. i absolutely love him i love the beetles i Mm -hmm. had the privilege of seeing him live once um back in 2010 and still one of the best concerts i've ever been to. so we the only concert i've ever been to that i cried when it ended because i was so sad that it had to end because it was amazing (laughs) and i was standing there and everyone's just standing up and they're clapping and he's on the stage and i'm (laughs) i just i was a mess but i mean you know, when, when you have that kind of connection to an artist or to a band or to songs or albums and you're able to have them bring it to you in person, I mean, there's, there's very few things in the world better than that. That's true. And, and I, um, and their music means so much to me and he means so much to me and it's a magical thing. So I have to ask you, since you are a Beatle fan, I, ha- I ask every oh, Beatle fan I encounter, <laughs> I have to, we have to <laughs> compare notes. What's your favorite Beatles song? Oh no. How do you <laughs> I mean, I have a bunch, but I do have one that's that's my my, my such, song. Such a catalog. Okay, so Beatles, no, no, just Paul McCartney solo. Um, I mean you can have a Paul McCartney solo too, but because I have a Paul McCartney song too, but Ooh, I don't know if I can choose just one. Um, I do really love oh okay i have a special i know this is so hard i have a special place in my heart for eight days a week because Uh when so my husband and i got married in jamaica Mm -hmm. and i was doing nothing with music at the time i just terrified to sing in front of people but we were sitting on the beach and this random i don't even i don't know where he came from this random man walks up with a guitar and it's like hey can i serenade you guys and we said, sure, absolutely. I don't know what he played, but when he was done, I asked, hey, can I can I play something? And he said, sure, why not? And so he gave me this guitar and I, I started, I had just recently learned how to play eight days a week. And all, everybody within hearing vicinity around us started singing in. And I think that was the first time I'd had any oh, kind that's of experience amazing. like that. And so I think for just like the, that personal memory that that one has a really special place in my heart. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. What, what is yours? Across the universe. Oh, the first time I ever one. heard that song, it gave me goosebumps. And that's I still that feeling I get when I hear it. It's just like, it's, it's incredible. I just, I love, I love the way John sounds on that song, that kind of ethereal yeah. kind of, uh, it's just, it's amazing. 
amazing. Yeah, that's, that's an amazing one too, for sure. Yeah. So what's your guys' favorite Paul McCartney song? I see, that's a little bit harder. But is it? Well, see, but that's the thing, because you have Paul McCartney solo and then you have Paul McCartney with wings. Oh, I'm I, I honestly could not pick apart the songs and know which one is mm-hmm. which. Yeah, and I'm that's not- true. It's 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 difficult. Um yeah. I mean you know, I, I mean, I think I would have to go, <laughs> this might be a little cliche, but um, maybe I'm amazed is yeah, that's an amazing song. Yeah, And I think mm-hmm. that one and Silly Love Songs are the only two songs I really wanted to hear. He didn't even play them when I went to mm-hmm. see him. Like, <laughs> How could you do this to me, Paul? Yeah, I know. <laughs> you felt betrayed, didn't you? <laughs> Not even cool. Betrayed so betrayed oh yeah and i i was i was surprised because he's saying all together now and that's not one that you would hear um oh, yeah. when i yeah when and i was i was like and i i knew the song i was so excited they played it it's my stepdaughter's favorite i had to call her and let her listen to it and um people were sitting around me going i was all excited <laughs> <Yes>. oh. <laughs> oh, oh i'm awesome I, lo- I love music and i love paul mccartney i know me too. He's amazing. <laughs> yep. Okay. I've done my Beatles spiel. You can take it back over now. I'm, I'm done fangirling over the Beatles. <laughs> oh, um, right now. I surprised Beth one time because she loves, um, she likes rubber ducks. She collects little rubber ducks. I'm sorry. My camera oh, keeps trying to do yeah. that. So I surprised her one time with this little guy. <laughs> His Sergeant name Peppers. is what? Sergeant Peepers. Yeah. Sorry. In the hot tub. So, no. When, no, yeah. Sergeant oh Peeper's Lonely gosh. Hot Tub Band. Lonely Hot Tub horrible. Band. Yeah. Yeah. Where did you know? I keep find something like that. Amazon has everything. Oh my goodness. I keep, I keep him right here next to my next to my microphone. So yes. unbelievably niche. It, it was definitely when I'm like, I found it like she loves you know anything to do with beetles things like that and i'm like okay and i actually had to do a little research because i'm like what's the sergeant peepers and i'm like oh sergeant pepper i'm like mm-hmm. oh, okay and then i'm like okay well this still works because it's the ducky and it's it's beetle-esque i'm like this is perfect I'm like here you go yep. <laughs> ship that up there <laughs> <laughs> i feel like it was a birthday it was a birthday or something like that. i can't remember um so what a find <laughs> right yeah. amazon's not everything just depends on how long it's going to take for you to get it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so you have two songs that are out there uh for anybody to hear right now uh we've got hurricane and collide we talked a little bit about collide can you tell us a little bit about hurricane yeah so coll- our hurricane um was originally supposed to be my debut mm-hmm. um I had, I had, I was sitting on these songs, including the the next one I'm planning on releasing. And I kind of had this whisper dream that, you know, might be kind of cool just to have something on, you know, Apple music one day, something like that. And then I wrote hurricane and I, it was just a gut feeling that I don't know why, but this song needs to be a full production. And so that was kind of the one that kicked it off I and mean, I remember writing in the shower <laughs> <laughs> very much remember writing the chorus in the shower and um I, I just fell in love with it and and it like I said it was supposed to be my debut but 
we just we couldn't I couldn't get it quite right. We we produced the entire thing, got all the way to the end, and I was listening to him like this isn't this isn't it. This is not what it's supposed to be. And so we literally wiped the entire slate clean, started over. Oh my gosh! <laughs> back, to yep. <laughs> back to the shower. Yep. Oh man. Back to the shower. And um and I'm so glad we did. Like collide had been done for months and I was I was waiting on it and I finally I was like you know I can't I'm so excited to release something collides coming out first because I need a little bit more time to get hurricane right and I'm so glad I did so glad I had had no regrets pushing out the timeline it probably took like nine months longer than I originally wanted it to but we got there (laughs) yeah you did (laughs) you definitely did um So that one, of uh, of course, I'm just going to assume that everything that you do has some kind of dig into things that you've went through in the past, something that yes. you've been through. Yep. Okay. So you're about to <laughs> drop some new music on us and um, yeah. give us the tea, whatever you can. Now, let me just <laughs> say this. I know that this is a song that you've had under your belt for a while, Bethy and I have both heard an original take on it, but from what I understand, it's going to be completely different. <laughs> I would say completely different, but it's definitely been bulked up a lot. Um, I'm, I'm super excited about this track. Yeah, but by the time this airs, it'll be out. The release date's April 8th, um, and it is called Stay. I'm so excited to put this one out. It, it is checking off a lot of personal dreams for me on what type of song I would like to put out. And um, one, one of which being, I will say that it is much more of a dance track than what I have previously put out. So it's just, it's a lot more upbeat. I mean, I, when we went and, and I sat down with my producer and we really dug into it, I told him, you know, when this final chorus hits, I want it to be impossible to sit still. Like I, oh, I just, I, I want you to just be able to like move and dance and have so much fun with it. And I think we did it. I think we, we hit it right on the head. So I'm, I'm so excited to release it. I can't wait to hear it now. <laughs> okay. So this is airing um, on March 30th. Yeah. If you're listening right now, you're like, yeah, Kelly, that's today. Um, so job, if it's March 30th, the song is due to come out on what day did you say? April 8th. April okay. 8th. So about, about a week. Okay. I'm excited for, for you to to hear it. I, I bulked it up a lot personally because I, I had, it was actually, it was the first song, original song I ever produced on my own. Um, the, the class I was taking, you, you started with a cover song. And so I produced this cover song and I had a lot of fun with it. And then you were supposed to write an original song. And I already had the basics of the song written. I had the lyrics done. But that was the very first one that I wrote the drum loop and I wrote the strings and, and the synths and all of that into it. And it was such a rapid class that I could hardly keep up with it. And so after the class, which would have been the version that you guys heard, I then went back and added more rhythm to it and, and really just bulked it up took it into studio and then my producer was obsessed with it. It was like, we have to do all of this too. And we have to add this and that. We have to do all the things. (laughs) Much more than eight (laughs) tracks. (laughs) A little bit. 
I, yeah, a little bit. I think we ended up with, I, I don't even remember. I, I want to say around 25 different vocal tracks in the song. There's a lot of harmonies, a lot of, yes, much less all of the instruments. <laughs> 25 is not even a lot, actually. It's not in pop, no. No, no I'm like, okay, she's about to say like 48, 62. <laughs> oh, no. no, thank goodness. But for an eight-track DAW, it is a little heavy. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> oh, a lot of it. Yeah. A lot of it. I expect I expect everyone who's listening to this right now to in a week go out and find the song. Absolutely. And listen to it. Is there um okay, so you have oh correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like you have an official lyric video for Hurricane. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have an actual music video for Clyde. Yes. Can we expect one or the other or either for um stay, you said? Yeah, for stay. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it does have a, a music video paired with it. Um, and I am, oh my gosh, I'm, I can't even tell you how excited I am. We've, we've filmed half of it. We're actually filming the second half in about a week, I believe. And um, I'm just like jittery with excitement for how it is coming <laughs> together and the concept. I'm like, I can't, I can't wait to put it out. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> is there a date at all of when we might see that on your YouTube or not yet? I am still settling on that. Um, I'm thinking if it's not the same day that stay releases, it's probably going to be that following Monday. So what that, that would have been April 11th. I believe. Yeah. Just a few days. But, yeah. Yeah. But it'll be within a few days of each other. So. Okay. Nice. Awesome. Well, we'll have to like definitely premiere that on um, the eighth is a Friday. That yes. will be Tanisha's yep. show. Yep. So we have DJ Miss T on, on that Friday. Mm-hmm. So we'll definitely have to get her to, uh, debut that on our station well mm-hmm. yeah for sure <laughs> um we love it when we get a little premiere um action happening we like that that's, that's fun. nice for a nostalgia station like us to be like we've got new music yes <laughs> so we are definitely very 80s 90s but we do everything like 2000s today and i feel like i'm the one in the group who's like very hey this is today oh charlie pooch just released a new song oh there's this one that just came out i'm like Okay, you guys are getting tired of me, I'm sure. But, like, I can still throw it out with the 80s. I'm good with that. (laughs) Hey, there's got to be a little bit for all of us, right? Yes. (laughs) But, yeah, I love to always bring in the new music. We have some other um, uh, uh, associated artists to the station, too, who, whenever they've got new stuff, we're always, you know, throwing that out there, too. So it's fun. The new stuff's good. You can't can't hate on it. Mm Um, I have a few random fun little questions for you. Um, I'm going to narrow it down to like one thing that's not so meaningful and another thing that might be meaningful. I don't know if you have any like fun random things that you want to throw out there too, Beth, but um, I'll start. I might. Okay. Go ahead. Let me throw mine out and see what (laughs) pops in your head. I want to know if you have a useless talent and what is it? (laughs) A useless talent. Uh, I am really, really good at catching typos in books, in articles, and it comes in handy never. It, it has no no purpose, but I'm really good at it. <laughs> well, you know, you could take up a side gig as an editor. I mean, you know. Yeah. Do you like to read? <laughs> no. Not so much. It's gotta be really captivating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so are you the one, are you the one who's like it's your, not your? 
or they there and there you're that person Mm. yeah very much the grammar the yep that's me she's the word she's the words crime lady kind of like weird al yeah exactly i totally i'm telling you like my songs some of them are so wordy i'm like this is not i'm not even surprised that i'm obsessed with grammar and and catching the Mm. titles and everything so it had to really irritate you then whenever um I don't know if it's a class that I took with you or if it's a, the other one, but you've taken the one I'm taking now already. But one of them, they said something about how you don't actually have to say the whole word, just make it sound like the word. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, does that, does that we... like make your eye twitch? Like <laughs> a little bit, but like, how does that make you feel? Do you do that in your music? Like, okay. So what is there's a, there's a Christmas song and it's talking about what is the one we're like, instead of, oh God, I'm being way too wordy now words are hard with <laughs> kelly.com that's a that should actually be a website i say it all the time but there's a christmas song where you take the word but you kind of break it in half and there's like an apostrophe in there and it, now all i can say is everybody getting tipsy instead of saying everybody it's everybody so how does that make you feel you know it, funny enough it bothers me reading it it doesn't bother me so much speaking it um and it makes me think of that there's only I say that, and actually in Collide, in the chorus, there is a line that does bother me. Um, it's It starts in the second chorus. It's, um, there's few things more painful than grieving someone still alive. Oh, that sentence hit me so freaking hard, too. Mm. I was like, oh. oh. Yeah, that is a powerful. I, you know, I, I love the line that is hands down the seems to be favorite line from, from people I've, I've talked to you but I, I I tried because I'm like there is few things is so incorrect but should be are. Sing, there are a few things trying to sing of there are few things just did not work <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so it's there's few things more painful yeah that one still kind of gets on my skin but it is what it is <laughs> I could see it well, it's a bummer that you don't like to read or maybe you don't have much time to read because that'd be a great way to hustle on the side. You know, like, hey, I'll edit your book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you can get a social media gig and like manage somebody's social oh, media man. and make sure their type is right because you know, the girls at the station are probably mad at me right now because I messed up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but we know how to... We know how to speak Kelly already, so it's not that bad. <laughs> you just send it my In the way. Beginning. I'll, I'll it for you. Right? Yeah. Did you come up with a, a, a fun, spunky little question there, Beth? I'm still thinking. Go ahead. Well, well, my next one's not so fun and spunky. It's more meaningful. And it would be if you had one message for your listeners or your fans. Or, or no, if you could give one message um, to the listeners, a.k.a. your new fans, what would it be? <laughs> one message. Um... A good one. I guess, you know, I I would say probably one of the most important things to me um, is authenticity. And so that is a message that I very much try and hope to convey to people. And when, you know, I'm writing and and just being vulnerable and honest and knowing that whatever you're going through, you're not alone, whether it's something really serious or it's something really happy. Like there's people behind closed doors who are thinking the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so you're not alone. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that I try and 
in capture and what I write. I think that's a really good message, even after everything that we've went through the last two years. Um, I know that we're not all in the same boat. We're, we're, we're in the same ocean, we're in the same sea, but we're all in our own boats yeah. dealing with everything that we've been through in the last few years with the world, and including things that are going on now, not a, in our country, but like still affecting us emotionally and mentally. But I think right. that's a really good message to know that no matter what you're going through, no matter how alone you feel in your home, like quarantine and all that stuff that was happening, but like, you're never really alone. There's always somebody else who's going through something similar. It may not be the same boat, but you guys are on the same water together. Yeah, it's exactly a hundred percent. And, and I'm very careful when I word that with people, because it's always bothered me when somebody says, I know exactly what you're going through because we're different. I mean, not only is every situation different in its own little ways, but people, we, can respond to the same situation in totally different ways. And so I I really just hope to empower people and knowing that that's okay. Nobody's going to know exactly what you're going through, but there are people who are going through similar and we're here for you. You're not alone. You are not alone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. I should write a song about that. You are not alone. (laughs) Hey, you know what? It was here today <laughs> right she's gonna go work it out shower. shower later <laughs> exactly another My thing though, home, i'm like don't don't bother me i have a song i have a song <laughs> right leave me alone i need an hour um mm-hmm. another thing though too is like you could even name it that because didn't you say this new song that you have coming out it was not originally named stay but you got the name based on somebody's reaction or comment to the song a hundred percent yeah the um the the title so stay the word itself only happens once in the entire song but I do think that it is pivotal moment and and the most critical um mood and energy that happens in the song and yeah it was it was named something totally different but it was um somebody in in the class that I was taking commented that wow like this I forget what he said, but he said something along the lines of this line just rocked me. And that is the, the huge thing that I look for in bouncing music off of people. Sometimes it's for the production pieces, but a lot of times it's for the emotional reaction. Mm-hmm. And if people are, if I get a lot of feedback that people are connecting to something, that's my indicator that I should probably pursue this. And so that, that comment that I, that I got was definitely the, the instigator that you're like, you know, maybe this title does need to change. And that's exactly why it did. That's interesting. Awesome. So I did come up with something random. Okay, go. All right. So um, for the last, well, the last tour they had, plus the one they're coming up with now, the new kids have this format that they call a mixtape and they bring on different um, artists with them on the road and they each switch off and do different segments in the show. So you're on tour. Who's on your mixtape with you? Oh no. <laughs> That's a great one. Oh my gosh. For some inspiration, um, I don't know if you follow at all, but do you want to know who's on their neck tour with them? Yes. Salt and Pepper, Rick Astley, and oh my gosh, who am I trying? Oh, and Vogue. Vogue. That's the mixtape this year. The last one, the uh, first mixtape tour they did, it was Salt and Pepper, uh, Debbie Gibson, Tiffany, Naughty by Nature. That is, what what a combination yeah i know right <laughs> it was the right combination it worked i'm telling you you could look at it and say eh, but it worked it, it absolutely worked. worked 
And not even, or I'm sorry, Salt and Pepper has really great backup dancers. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So are we just going for like musical influences? You could do whatever because look whatever. at who's in there. Salt and Pepper seems to be a <laughs> continual, but they've got Rick mm-hmm. Astley because you know they got a Rick Rollis. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. we've got um, in Vogue. So it's like whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Bring the Beatles back. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Oh my word. Um, that's it. You know, let me, I, I guess I'll just pull some of my favorites. Um, well, as far as like current, I'll, I'll go ahead and say Tate McRae. I'm obsessed with her songwriting. I don't, that would be so cool. Um, her voice. I know so she's, she, yeah, she's so skilled. I cannot even believe she's as young as she is. Um, yeah. So I would say, I would say Tate, I would love to dip into some of my pop punk roots and bring back some old school fallout boy with me. Yes. Because I love them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, who else? I'm a big Selena Gomez fan. Um, okay. I'm realizing I, I listen to a lot of solo like pop women, mm-hmm. which shouldn't surprise me. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Jazz. <laughs> Yes, I'm a single female pop artist. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, I'm see, I'm blanking. Um yeah, I think I, I would love to just bring in some of my old pop roots, pop punk roots to Fallout. It makes me so happy how you reacted to Fallout Boy because they uh, are just, I love Fallout Boy. Oh they're my gosh. Up there. I think Follow Boy I, and Linkin Park are the two bands that I had seen the most over yeah. anyone else. Yeah. I have a funny um, Fall Out Boy story. So my bachelor party or bachelor party, bachelorette <laughs> party. Um, we went, Whatever we went to, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, um, we kept it low key. We just went to a bar that had karaoke that night and we did nothing but sing Fall Out Boy the entire night. I cannot tell you how many times we sang. Um, and now, of course, I can't remember the name of the song they're very long uh, yeah. <laughs> i'll think of it in a minute but yeah that's what we did all night we t- took shots and sang fallout boy on karaoke I mean, why not? it was it was oh, fabulous i oh my gosh i love them there's a meme that my husband sent to me i i don't know if you've seen it it's like the the little old woman in the crowd and everybody's got their cell phones out and mm-hmm. she's there yeah my husband sent that to me he said this is going to be you at your 596th fallout boy concert yeah <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh, it was it was we're going down. That's the song it was. I don't know why I couldn't think of, but that's the Uh-oh. song. We I meant we sang that song like eight times. And I, I don't even know why the DJ let us do it. It must have been because it was my bachelor party. And, it, and thank God the bar wasn't crowded because they would have just kicked us just the hell out of there and be like, that's enough. Stop. <laughs> you know what was probably one of my favorite things to do at karaoke? And this is totally not any band that you've said. But it was always Buddy Holly by Weezer was like my thing. And of course, um, Green Day. uh, 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 Oh, my gosh. Where did it go? (laughs) They're talking about the fork in the road. It's a slower one. Um, Oh, oh, oh. Good riddance. Time of our life. Time of our life. Yes. That one. Wow. That was a special moment. Um, (laughs) But yeah, those those are like, those are the ones I would go. And of course, Sir Mix-a-Lot Baby got back. I mean, who didn't? But those were like my favorite go-tos. Karaoke is so much fun. Mm-hmm. Well, I have done a lot of karaoke, actually. Yeah, well, you said you lot. didn't really like to sing in front of people for a while, so I could see that. I still don't. <laughs> so, what are you going to do whenever you go on this mixtape tour you're putting together? 
I am putting off that that answer as long as humanly possible. My friends give me such a hard time. They're like, this is your job. You have to perform. Like, well, not yet. I have two songs. So when I have that, <laughs> then you can come back to me. But right now, it is not on the agenda. <laughs> I have a feeling that you have more than two songs that are there. Um, mm-hmm. One that I am just only crossing my fingers and hoping and praying that I hear come to life one day because it needs to. But... um. <laughs> Other than those, like, I feel like you have so much more that's, like, paused in the work. Like, there's something saved on a file on your computer, and you're like, you probably have, like, two albums worth. (laughs) You know, I I counted it recently. I think I have at least a few dozen unfinished songs right now just just sitting there. And then I I do, I have a few that I plan on releasing this year. One of them is done and ready to go, not stay a different one and yeah I have a couple others that I'm, I'm getting just right I'm getting just right it's gonna be a good year for releasing for sure just a bunch of singles is what you're looking at right now yeah it's it's something I've gone back and forth a lot on because I think as an artist I mean anybody can put out singles and so a lot of times it's when you put out an album that people look at you seriously as as a serious artist oh okay but also it's different today in in the current music scene um because people are so they need things bite-sized you know people are so like rapid their attention span is a lot shorter and so it's easier to ask people to sit down and listen to one full song at a time than put out an entire album when you're still a completely unknown artist and hope mm-hmm. that the songs you're putting on them are getting the attention that they deserve which is actually how Billie Eilish did it she had a whole bunch of singles one of them blew up and then she, she got attention putting- yeah so as of, as of right now it's just it's the singles I'm picking my favorites that I think deserve you know the the full attention at their release and then hopefully an album down the road you could always do an album and it's just called the singles and it could just be all the singles that you put out Ooh. That's kind of a cool idea. Yeah, the sing- then you don't have to work on it again. <laughs> you could just put them. You're like, hey, these are already mixed. These are already mastered. Just are. slap these- them together. Make a cake. These are these are the shower singles. It's <laughs> <laughs> so perfect. Yes, literally every. I'm, I'm going through my mind right now. Collide, hurricane, stay, and the next couple of songs that I know I want to release. I, I have vivid memories of their chorus melodies in the shower. In the shower. You could even <laughs> call it shower mo- melodies, right? Or... I, I don't know. I must have walked around the apartment when I was writing Collide for all day, all day, and then I took the longest shower. That dun 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 trying to fill in those words just again and again and again, and it was in the shower that I got it. <laughs> that's the hey, magic <laughs> when it works it works you don't question it you just do it so many words <laughs> exactly all right let's bring it out back around here ladies we're having so much fun we could probably go for hours but uh-huh. we've actually spent about a good hour <laughs> together so oh don't keep... yeah, yeah right exactly mm-hmm. it's the shower talk I guess. Exactly. <laughs> so one more time um this is airing on march 30th you've got your um newest single stay dropping on um april, april 8th yeah. Um, and so we should watch you on the social medias. Where can people find you on the social medias? Yeah. So um, Facebook, Instagram is what I'm, I'm most active on. Um, I am working on a TikTok. My, my, you're going to laugh. My dog has his own TikTok and he has exponentially more followers than me. And so I'm like, I think I need to get on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. TikTok happened. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, um, but everything is at 
jazz, J-A-Z-Z, Robertson music across all platforms. So do you have any last questions, Bethy? No, I'm just, I'm excited to see what you, what you come up with and what the future holds for you. I think you're, you're very talented and very uh, driven and, and I, I expect nothing but wonderful things from you and your shower sessions. (laughs) (laughs) We're actually going to keep dropping different names. Shower sessions. Shower shower Mm -hmm. of singles. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, there you go. It's raining singles. Mm, Too much. (laughs) Well, I'm so excited. I will definitely, you guys will be the first to know as soon as as soon as new stuff's out. Awesome. (laughs) All right. It's been awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it so much. All right. See ya.